welcome back to Black Card Rehab. Uh, I am so glad you guys have been listening. This is great. Um, we're all sick and shut in, but we're still doing this podcast for you. Brr, brr, brr. Uh, we're still in it. <laughs> we're still in it. Okay. We're risking contaminating yeah. each other. And it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, every episode we go uh, from zero to black, one episode at a time. And Paige, uh, on a scale of zero to black, how are you feeling? I'm feeling Danae Guerra in The Walking Dead right now. <gasps> oh, my God. I divided and conquered that grocery store last night. I am... I have given myself an A plus for this apocalypse so far. Did you, which grocery store did you I go did to? I did three different grocery <gasps> stores in less than two hours. Damn. I'm a queen. Wow. Yeah. I went to specifically non-white grocery stores. Okay. That was the key. <laughs> oh, like what? People be wilding out in Ralph's, but at El Super, everything was fine. <laughs> I was going to ask if it was El Super. Yeah. yeah, they had everything. People just need to not be weird and racist. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) And on a scale of one to African-American, how are you feeling today? Um, You know, actually, I'm going to change my response. I'm going to say... What what was Will's character in the I am was he I am Legend? Yeah, Will Smith's he, character yeah. in the I am Legend? Was he yeah, was I don't name? remember his name. Okay. But I'm Will Smith Will and Smith. I am Legend. I didn't see I am Legend, but it's like whatever, the end of the world, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh it's it's like disease vampires, basically. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's fine. In yeah. That. I I feel fine. That I'm like, and, I'm gonna survive. Yeah, plus like Independence Day. Absolutely. Will Smith always survives. Unfortunately, I'm surrounded by, uh, you know, this part isn't unfortunate, but I am around a lot more black people. And there is a certain level. There's there's a certain type of black people that are continuing to um, propagate the belief that black people cannot get the coronavirus. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) If that's true, though. Big if true. Big if true. It's real ignorant. It's it's like, and it's like on one and like it, there's some part of me that doesn't fully blame them because it's like there's no news coverage of what what be happening in Africa. I you know I, I have mean? not. I will. I have not seen a single person infected with coronavirus that has been black. Uh, Middle Eastern, so, yes, but yeah. black, no. It's, uh, I'm just going to put this out there. This uh, this probably won't come out in time, but it's not true. Black people can totally get coronavirus. We can also get we can also get skin cancer. I just don't, I just need that to be on record. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Sunscreen, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, and I'm actually going to pause because I realized I didn't ask you for your credits. Oh, credits no worries. You want me to say. Um, I, well, my credits got suspended. But they're going to happen. <laughs> um, Colt Podcast is okay. my main one. Uh, okay. That's my girl. That's my main. Yeah. My main. Um, Amazon Prime's Laugh After Dark. Mm-hmm. Same as you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a different season. Not Gate in Wage an apartment. Show? Oh, Gateway. Well, I don't know when he's going to start dropping those podcast episodes. I just meant the live show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll plug that. Which one? What's it called? Uh, I help produce. I'm not the person behind it, but I help produce, which is a very important distinction uh, for Billy's sake, uh, to the the Gateway show <coughs> all over the West Coast, uh, Seattle, Portland, LA, Colorado. I guess that makes sense. Okay. Um, okay, cool. And then, all right, so... All right. And today I'm really happy to uh, have on this guest. He's super funny. Um, He is eventually going to be seen on Amazon's Prime's (laughs) Laugh After Dark. Look, guys, everything's up in the air. We know what it is. Uh, No, but that's going to be that's going to be super dope when that happens. He's also um, one of the co-hosts of Cult Podcast, a great podcast. Also, Uh, Paige, you, you guys, you guys got to listen to that podcast. You got to find out about black cults. Uh, 
they'd be doing shit. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's one, one of the few that actively would decapitate people kind of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> with a black cult. That and was a real fun Burn one. rooms of people alive. Yes, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That bitch. Uh, <laughs> he also helps produce the Gateway Show. You guys welcome Armando Torres. Hello. 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 Yeah. Hello. <laughs> And on a scale of zero to black, how are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling like the dog from I Am Legend. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, He's did like, the dog survive? This is a spoiler. He, the he dog did, was a straight G. Straight, okay. Yeah. He like he so Will Smith gets trapped by the vampires because they start learning how to use tools and shit, which is uh, an important distinction between man and monster. Nice. But, and then uh, he gets trapped, and the dog's like. I gotta stand by my boy. Uh-huh. I gotta be here. Uh-huh. I know the vampires are coming, but I gotta chill because <laughs> that's what real homies do. And then he gets, and then he gets, and then he dies. Oh, uh, he and does then he, die. And then he super dies. Oh, yeah. And no. it was the most, I think, upset I've ever been in a film before in my entire really? life. Yeah. That one, that, that's like what hit me. Interesting. Cause I just, I'm like mm, two thirds of the way through. Don't fuck with cats. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you not know the story behind it? I, not before I started watching it, no. Okay, I've specifically and I was like, not watched it because I knew what happened. I literally was good. like, I was like, the the person who recommended it to me so adamantly recommended it to me, and I cannot wait to go into work and tell this fool, don't recommend this shit to people <laughs> like that ever again. Like, I'm sucked in now, it's too late for me, but I, you can save yourself. Like, you started yeah. If you are sensitive to things like animal, like don't watch it. Like just read the Wikipedia. Like <laughs> that was that case mm-hmm. was the first episode of Sword and Scale that I ever listened to. If you're familiar with Sword and Scale, it's a crime podcast where they play live nine one one calls. Uh-huh. Don't get into that. It's just gonna wreck your mood. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was a two part episode, and they played some of the audio from the videos, uh-huh. and I. I've never been able to re-listen to uh-huh. it, and that case has yeah. really yeah. terrified me for a long time. Yeah. They they play little tiny clips, but not, and they do play the audio yeah. in the show, and it is, and they oh, show man. people watching it. Yeah, yeah. Like, which is so, so much worse. It is worse because yeah. I'm anyway. like, why, why, why would you watch this? Yeah. Stop watching so. this. Don't watch this. Anyway, in um, uh, <laughs> happier news. In, well, so a couple of corrections for both of you. First of all, uh, Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz uh, has, has, has coronavirus. coronavirus. Yeah, See? you guys didn't hear about there, that? There you go. Yeah, well, you guys not here. So he's French and he goes to France a lot. Uh-huh. And so everyone was like, yo, man, uh-huh. maybe don't do that for a while <laughs> and he was like what do you guys think i have coronavirus you yeah. guys are stupid and yeah. ignorant and as a bit during a press interview when he was done he got up and touched every no. microphone no. No. and then 30 hours later they found out he had coronavirus what a dummy i shouldn't think that's hilarious but i kind of do oh yeah i also conspiracy corner i'm like 80 percent sure that trump has it yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a he lot met, of people are saying. He yeah. met with he met with the Brazilian yeah. that yeah, had it, uh, and then I think one other person. Um, and then also, I know that motherfucker's never washed his hands before. Yeah, yeah. he looks grody. <laughs> He's been very sweaty on TV mm. recently, and I'm mm. just like, you got a fever, fool. Yeah, Ooh. we can tell. That's a good point. Uh, if you oh watch, oh my god, or- orange drips of sweat. Yeah, <laughs> just just streaking his self tanner. Uh, the John Oliver spe- like 20 minute segment on mm-hmm. it shows video from I believe it was the prime minister of Iran mm-hmm. no the um, I think the head of their basically CDC <laughs> but he's announcing it on TV mopping just like fever sweat oh, oh yeah uh, and it's just like clearly struggling to read the announcement wow he looks like what i look like when i came home and my mom was like have you been smoking weed and i'm like weed like from the yard yeah. <laughs> you're silly coronavirus oof mm. Mm. nope not me not me I definitely not me i'm mom. not shitting my pants right now Mm-mm. uh uh, yeah, so I yes. didn't go out and buy extra toilet paper. What are you talking about? I do. I didn't. I so I didn't know either that there was uh, the thing in the black community of like black people can't get coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, but I do know that the Latino and Hispanic community is also propagating that within for I'm themselves. Sure, yes. Not I, of yeah, black people. Yeah. That'd be really weird if Mexicans were like, yeah, they can't get it. And we need to harness this power. 
<laughs> no, but like I've seen like uh, this girl I went to high school with on her Instagram posted a story that was like, do you know anyone that's been infected? No, because right, right, it's right. the government trying to impose their force and show us that they can shut our lives down. Journalism. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. I, I, yeah, I do I, think that that's why the grocery stores were not as densely populated. Yeah. Yeah. But I should say um, this is a historical moment because you are our first non-black guest. Hello. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Where it's the first time yes. a Mexican has been gentrifying something. <laughs> and I, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you what are you here to talk to us today about? One of my favorite parts of black culture has always been hip hop music and, yeah. and rap, mm-hmm. uh, which is like I don't know. I don't think anyone could make an argument that it w- didn't come from black culture, mm-hmm. especially because we can like prove where hip hop originated from. I mean, Iggy Azalea is going to try. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, uh, I do love that uh, there's that new show on, on uh, FX about Little Dicky. And he's like, wow, they really lump in all white rappers together. And somebody <laughs> makes a joke like, well, I mean, they're very similar <laughs> in what they talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of hip hop. Are y'all, y'all, I know Paige loves hip hop. Uh, do you? Yeah. Okay. But I don't know a ton about like the history. I've watched so many different like documentaries. None of it is stuck in my brain mm-hmm. in part because sometimes I realize a lot of what I knew before then was already twice removed, mm-hmm. like once or twice removed. Like, oh, I didn't know that's where that beat came from. Like, I've been listening to that beat in this song, you know? Yeah. But it's like that person sampled it from that person who sampled it from somebody else, you know? So, like, I don't have, like, a lot of connections to, like, I guess what I, maybe what some people call the roots of hip-hop. I See, that stuff to me is, like, I've always loved that. And in uh, in, in cult podcasts, I do this thing where I like, I'll like i f- find something out and then be like, oh, but why? And then d- mm. dive deep into that. Mm-hmm. And in music, a lot of times I'll find like, oh, the same thing. Like, oh, the sample is from this song and that and then it's it was made by this person. Yeah. But then what are they? Why are they saying like Kendrick Lamar is huge if you like if you like samples with meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. He, he'll sample stuff for seemingly no reason and it sounds out of place until you do your research on like why mm-hmm. or where it comes from it's insane what's an example he has uh in one of his songs in uh, king kunta has that line about uh what's the yams and he's talking about yams in this kind of weird abstract way which is from a book about a black man who leaves the south and tries his whole life to not be considered black and just be a person and then he smells yams in the in a northern <laughs> city like the way they used to cook them down south uh-huh. and he just like loses himself and is just like oh these yams are so good and in the book it's a literary way to show that like no matter where you go he can't escape who he is or quote unquote his blackness uh-huh. so Kendrick Lamar is bringing that in a lyric to just be like because uh, in the song he's talking about like wilding out like buying a chain getting nice clothes like going back to Compton and being like I'm the king and so he's saying like even though I'm successful in hip hop the yams are still the woes of success and showing everybody like I have to show you I'm successful otherwise you would never believe I was successful mm-hmm. if I was like a because like white people who own the biggest businesses like for example oh they dress really understated yeah zuckerberg dresses like shit yeah Yeah. and so like if somebody who was black was super rich and dressed like that you Mm -hmm. would just think they were a bum so Mm -hmm. he has to be like i have to dress like this Mm -hmm. so that you know i'm successful Mm -hmm. but then that in turn just like perpetuates the same the cycle of like i need this so i'll waste my money on this instead of buying money or spending money on property and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. anyway that's one little thing i love hip-hop so much yeah. i'm like but i turn it into like a nerd thing like it's no it's not even fun <laughs> when i tell people about hip-hop hey crystal what's your favorite kendrick lamar song oh damn damn but, that, well it's like 
<laughs> see, that's the thing. Is that it's, I, what did I say before? The one with Beyonce. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that is my favorite. Yeah, there's a Beyonce yeah, yeah, song. Free, but... Yeah, it's called Freedom. Oh, yeah. okay. So he's he's on there. Yeah, it's it's Beyonce's song with Kendrick Lamar. But it's so good. It's very good. <laughs> I, I have really with Kendrick. I listen to mostly like his albums because uh, I like listening to things like in a full uh-huh. like because Kendrick makes things to be listened to in one. He makes go. concept albums. Yeah, right. And so I like that a lot. A lot of people don't. And mm-hmm. uh, Paige and I have actually talked about how a lot of times you can take things from concept albums out and uh, use them in a different context. And I was like, why would people do that? You're uh-huh. supposed to listen to it in order. And yeah. Paige was like, because no one does that. Because songs just sound good. And then you listen to them. <laughs> oh, you're upset like, about oh, that's it. right. <laughs> I forget. People are dumb sometimes. Well, yeah. I think it's that I subject myself to music like homework, where I'm like, oh. I have to listen to this in order, and that's it. That, like, but I, you I, like that kind of homework. I like it. I think it's interesting. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So... I just asked if you liked hip hop because I I have no idea I have no <laughs> idea of knowing wh- what if some some people it's fascinating love it and don't. though because I mean do you like was there a point in your life which in which you assumed that most black people loved hip hop yeah pretty much all of it yeah. uh, I I thought like from the very beginning I thought I I mean I grew up in L A so like everyone that I knew listened to hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that it was like a predominantly like black sound. And mm-hmm. so then I like, oh, I was like, well, black people like hip hop, mm-hmm. just like Mexican people like hip hop. But then they also like, uh, like fucking, uh, mariachi music is what most people would call like banda music or mm-hmm. shit like that. And just like, I assume like my white family was like, oh, they just like alternative rock and Radiohead <laughs> and shit like that, you know? So it, yeah, I, for a really long time, I just assumed that everyone had their thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you had. Here's my question. Did you think Oprah liked hip hop? That's where it gets different. Because once I was able to discern between, like, class divides, yeah. at that point, I, I, I think that, like, notion of, like, this music is this people's music was, like, gone for yeah. me. Yeah. So by the time I realized like Oprah was one of the richest people in uh-huh. the entire world and I have no idea. Like, did you guys see uh the new Lil Yachty song with Drake and the baby called Oprah's uh bank account? No. <laughs> it's just a song of like those these three men who are some of the richest people in hip hop right now uh-huh. wanting to be as rich as Oprah's bank account. Yeah. And so like that's you know, I um I guess I just, ah, that's a good question. The reason I ask is because, you know, so for me, like, and, and part of why this this show got started, I kind of said it before, is like, I, at some point in high school, like, one of my white classmates asked me if I, like, had heard this hip-hop song. Not asking, like, he, the way he asked me was with the assumption that I would. Mm-hmm. And I realized at that point, that's the only like the only reason that he assumed that I would have heard it. It was because I was black because I went to predominantly white school. Mm. I mean, that's kind of like where I asked you the the question of like, do you like hip hop? But in my voice, I was like, of course you like hip hop. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I do. But like I came at it from a very different perspective. One being I didn't have any older brothers or sisters to Mm -hmm. expose me to it. So there is this huge leap in terms of like how I got access to it. I mean, I had to just kind of one day decide, I guess I'm going to start like finding out about some. So it really wasn't even until college when I had like probably my own money where I like started buying albums. Like I bought all of Kanye's albums. Yeah. Those are the album. I mean, we just drove to Vegas and I listened to college dropout and uh graduate not graduation day um late registration late registration like back to back and my boyfriend was like you know all of these songs because yeah. those albums and are fire not just the songs but the skits in between yeah. <laughs> we need to bring back skits <laughs> they I, really love do. Them. I love that so when you talk about concept album i was uh-huh. i would say and i really relate to that in terms of that album like there's some parts of the the drama in that album that i will not skip because it's so good and oh, it's yeah. like as is as good to me as the song so that's like i didn't i didn't i didn't i have uh, an older uh and a younger stepbrother so mm-hmm. like they're they're not related to me and i didn't grow up with them as my family mm-hmm. my mom and my grandmother though are 
uh, or were music writers. So mm-hmm. they were they they wrote uh, a, a blog for alternative and up and coming new music. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. My grandma, weirdly enough, so my grandma grew up in uh, Mississippi and Louisiana for a long time and listened to like a bunch of music. And is white. My grandma's very white. <laughs> um, but she loved like everything mm-hmm. like growing up she told me that she loved jazz her little brother was like huge into the punk scene mm-hmm. um and so like she just never learned she was just like i love the elements of songs like she doesn't love music she doesn't love hip-hop or anything blah 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 she'll like she tells me she's like i love trumpets like i love the sound of trumpets so oh. whatever it is if there's yeah. trumpets in it she's gonna like it. okay so like there's stuff like that that she can pick out but my mom showed there's a me... lot of that in what is it late registration yeah that that um the one he does with what's his face um you got to testify, come up in the spot looking oh, extra fly because yeah. he samples it from what is it? Move on up. Uh, Curtis Mayfield. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, song yeah, yeah. That's very, very trumpet. Yeah. 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 Heavy. That's yeah. Uh, Diamonds <laughs> of Sierra Leone. Uh, yeah. That, that same album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. I love. Yeah. My my mom bought Graduation, the the mm-hmm. album, the one with the uh, the weird like bear. Yes. Well, they all have bears yeah, yeah, on yeah, it, but like, yeah, yeah the, the, yeah. the weird painting one. Uh-huh. Uh, she bought that album and on a trip home from my dad's house back to our because we split custody so mm-hmm. we have these long car rides and so she would just show me new music and she showed me graduation when it came out mm-hmm. and i was like this is the wait your mom or your, your my gra- mom did your yeah. mom did That's my mom insane. showed me kanye wow. kanye's was always been one of her mm-hmm. favorites and mm-hmm. we've listened to after graduation every time a kanye album came out mm-hmm. we've listened to it together front to back wow that's um, a, that's incredible yeah. your mom that's oh yeah that's awesome <laughs> she's she's huge i mean she's always she's really supported like one thing that i will say is i had uh, a friend of mine who their mom only let them have censored hip-hop like mm-hmm. the, the clean versions of yeah songs. walmart copies. yeah exactly <laughs> and like the first album i ever bought with my own money uh f- after i graduated middle school was uh little wayne's the carter three. Oh wow and okay. we went to go buy it and they had the clean version and i was gonna buy that and I, my mom was like this is it's fucking that's not what he intended and so like my mom made me get the full version which included the song pussy monster because she was like this was the artist vision <laughs> so like i've always i've always loved hip-hop and appreciated it and it also never had like i don't i think a lot of people listen to it because it's got this flavor of like your parents wouldn't like it but like my mom loves yeah. hip-hop you know so when you like when you i guess when you're like trying to what is your favorite thing to educate people about and when it comes to hip hop? Like uh, if you get a captive ear. My favorite thing about hip hop has always been how more than any other genre of music or at least contemporarily any genre of music, it is so much meta like <laughs> every part of it is like a, like a song will have like in in a song about how much uh, money he has and how he can go fucking shop for anything. It's a song by um, French Montana featuring Drake. He Drake has a verse where he's like, oh, I'm super rich. And also, by the way, uh, this is a, a, sniss, a, a, a sneak diss towards Meek Mill because I'm mad at him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he can turn, it, you can take any song and put a little bit of your own drama, mm-hmm. like a little bit, like the skits you were saying of like hip hop of Kanye, like there's a little bit of drama and like there is a story yeah. to it. Like, will he, will he make it? Will he not? Uh, in hip hop, I've always loved how like, People are just so angry or proud or any other emotion or have other shit going on and they'll just put it into a song. Mm -hmm. And it's like these secret messages that you have to like decode, especially with like beef and diss shit. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. (laughs) I I love that stuff so much. I love how it like the passion that comes out like when uh when kendrick did uh the control verse where he called every rapper out by name mm-hmm. and like everyone he mentioned was super like oh i guess i gotta be better and everyone he didn't name was like what the fuck nah. man <laughs> so like he reignited competition in hip-hop mm-hmm. uh which and like the competition in hip-hop is how like you know the east coast west coast beef like biggie and tupac mm-hmm. and um and then when like outcast won at the awards that i can't remember off the top of my head the grammys the vmas 
No, I can't remember what it was. The BET Awards? I don't think so. I forget which award they won. NASCAR Grand Prix? Yes. <laughs> when Outcast won the NASCAR Grand Prix. <laughs> but when they just got on stage and were like, uh, hey, you guys in the West and the East, forgetting about the fucking South and we're taking all your yeah. awards, motherfuckers. Oh my God, I just found out that Big Boy is really into owls. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> oh my God, like he has several owls. Wait, yeah. wait. And he would like walk around the studio with an owl like perched yeah. on And we thought and Andre rapping. was the weird one. <laughs> Andre 3000 has been a force field for Big Boy's weirdness. <laughs> he also at one point or- owned a shark and now he breeds French bulldogs. Yeah. Well, breeding <laughs> what a French leap. bulldogs is the least weird. <laughs> but the leap, I mean, a shark's to, a shark that's to... the wrong way, dude. Like, <laughs> How do you keep a shark? Like, just put it in he your had, like a, a huge tank yeah yeah you would get hand-sized goldfish and then <laughs> dump them in there. <laughs> but yeah now this fool's got owls <laughs> and I'm, these are i'm picturing him carrying him like a falconer like with yeah <laughs> he just That's sits on a veranda wild. writing reps with his owl just why owls oh my god what? big boy lives all of the brags that little wayne talks about like yes. these everything that you said sounds like something you would make up to explain how wealthy a rapper has become oh my and like he because i was just listening to this on another show and he was they were like how did you get an owl he's like one day i just had this friend that was like oh man you like owls i can get you some owls like literally that's it it was just like somebody he was talking to had a connection and then next thing you know he had it it's just like that's what yeah it's wild because owls are not domesticated and supposedly in captivity they will never stop trying to attack you so when (laughs) big boy dies of an owl attack (laughs) that headline know what and his pet owl just spits his bones back up onto the carpet (laughs) we'll be able to autopsy it that's wild Uh, (laughs) I cannot wait. <laughs> I mean, I'll be bummed because I actually really like Big Boy. It'll be Bones of Her Baghdad. Oh. oh. Perfect. Oh, man. I'm just picturing Andre walking into the house, finding it and being like, I told you to stop messing with these owls. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, man. I, I, so wait, what did he say at this awards thing? Oh, pretty much just that. He was just like, I'm gonna get a, owls, I got owls. Up. Yeah, you pieces of shit. <laughs> it was just like everyone was so, the, the East Coast, West Coast rap beef, like everyone was so into it. Mm-hmm. And like that was the heyday of like what we remember of the Biggie and Tupac shit. And then these dudes from the South won these awards and uh, were just like, fuck you fuck west coast fuck east coast it's all about the south you guys suck and so like there's this competitiveness in hip-hop that shines through in the music where like people diss each other or like playfully like throw things at each other um or talk about things that are going on in their life like um uh god damn it in uh what's is it just called miss jackson why can't i remember the name of the song Uh, i'm sorry miss jackson Jackson. i I am for real yeah Never meant to I've, what make it Is that song called just Miss Jackson? Miss <laughs> Jackson. Okay, good. Thank you. Like that song was written uh, to Eric. Was it? Is it Erica Badu's grand m- mom? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. To wait, to wait. Tell her Be- that her baby is a baby and not a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because hardcore. That song is like listening to it now because it came out when I was in like junior high, and you're just like, this has a good beat, and then you listen to it as an adult, and you're like. This is a very stressful custody oh, battle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There yeah, it's uh that was one of the cool things that I liked is how uh I, God damn it. I looked up if Miss Jackson is Erica Badu's mom just to to make sure uh, and what I did find was somebody is trying to figure out exactly how many times they apologize to Miss Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> and they, Within is, the song yeah. or just in history for the amount of times that song has been played? We can't, we can't, we will never understand. <laughs> um, but there's like, there's a, there's a, there's a song, uh, I love Outkast's take on stuff too. Cause mm-hmm. like each, each artist can talk about things so differently and so creatively. It's mm-hmm. why like there's a million songs about every topic in hip hop. 
from different perspectives. Yeah. And the best is uh, International Players Ball is a song all about pimping. Uh-huh. And they each talk about it in a different... So there's, there's UGK and then Outkast. So there's Bun B, Pimp C, uh, Andre 3000, and Big Boy. And they each four of them talk about pimping from a different aspect. And it starts with Andre 3000 talking about pimping in terms of like you're out here pimping not like 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 a like a compliment like he's about to get married uh-huh. and yeah. so he has to tell every other girl he's ever been with like hey i want you to be happy but i found somebody so i'm not going to be fucking around with you anymore uh-huh. because i'd rather love my girlfriend and this mm-hmm. is like the one for me mm-hmm. and then that one ends and it starts with uh pimp c and he's just talking about like the woes of being a pimp where he's like man you gotta fucking pay for my car and like all the and then there's uh bun b who's like doing a romance verse where he's like come be my girl but he's not saying like be my girlfriend he's like be my be my hoe like be my victim like Candyman. yeah he literally Uh, at one point he's just like uh he he was like come come pimp for me watch your daddy get rich and it's like that's not an attractive sense for anyone to hear and then big boy who once again just loves talking about child support talks about (laughs) how having a child and then paying child support is like the government pimping you out to pay for your child which Mm. there are are within this four minute song an uncountable amount of problematic views just throughout the entirety of the song but each one of these dudes just took one topic and like tried to make it and it's each one is so very different from the last Mm -hmm. where it's just like wow that's interesting to see where your brain went would you say that. that pimping is the uh the airplane food to the rap community <laughs> i think it depends on where you're from in the south definitely mm-hmm. from this in in southern hip-hop they love talking about pimping as uh, chris once said he's got hoes in different area codes yeah in most other hip-hop especially on like the east coast it's like selling crack is pretty much like it just depends on what area you are that like which uh crime is most prevalent and then that's kind of like the token like ah, everyone does this yeah, so we're gonna rap yeah. about it like it becomes a staple of like southern hip-hop is all the stuff about pimping we're like jay-z made that song big pimp and he was like all right i gotta get ugk they gotta yeah. come out yeah. they gotta yeah. come do it if i'm gonna talk about <laughs> pimping it's gotta be from the south oh my god that's so silly i just realizing that that was my that was my ringtone in college. Big pimping? Yes! Big pimping, spending cheese. I just loved it so much. And like the little flute in it. Yeah. It was so funny to me. I guarantee you when you go back and you listen to it and you just hear Pimp C being like, I'm going to turn your daughter into a product. And wow. you're like, oh. Yes. I listened to that song Whoops. recently and was like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's, 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 wow. it's hard to listen to sometimes, but. But yeah, it's it's it, the lyrics are everything. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, because you can rap without a beat or with a beat or with like heavy, giant, awesome production or very simple, no production. But like everything that goes into the lyrics can be very simple and cool and and minimal, but also technically well done. Like MF Doom or Nas are two of the best at just like Nas will just rap about things he sees out of his window like he's doing like still still life uh-huh. raps about <laughs> stuff that's just going on and it's so interesting to see because it'll give you like a day in the life of like ah, i saw this crack dealer and he did this this and this and then that's the that's the song uh-huh. that's it and then like mf doom made a whole album about food and like different like it's literally called mm, food <laughs> And he is one of the, like, technically, the way that he raps with how he does multiple syllable raps is insane. Mm -hmm. It is almost unparalleled between, like, people, until people like Earl Sweatshirt a little bit and other people like that. Uh But the way that he's very slow and crafted, but also MF Doom is a character, so it's like a dude playing a supervillain. And he also does like a other a bunch of other bits too. He does, cause, well, because he had the mask for MF Doom, mm-hmm. and then he's been changing the mask, and then sometimes there's no mask. Sometimes he'll send somebody else in a mask yeah. to pretend to be MF Doom. He would do that like at shows. Fake out. He did this thing called Doom Bots, where MF Doom would uh, make a venue pay him more money. 
and that would technically break their contract so he didn't legally have to perform so he would send somebody that was a look-alike because he wears a mask mm-hmm. go and perform his songs mm-hmm. voice voice or uh what it was uh mouth libbing lip syncing thank yeah. you <laughs> lip, mouth libbing um <laughs> He's they would lip sync his songs and if the fans figured it out, they would boo him off stage and then the real MF Doom would come out. And if they didn't, then it was just fine. So like he's just for his own fun. He cause he his whole thing is he's a super villain, so mm-hmm. he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He 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 did it all for the bit. Uh-huh. Uh he's truly one of the only rappers that's really committed to being exactly who he says he is, and who he is is a very uh, super villain. So his beef is just like with the Some world people just want to yeah. watch the world burn <laughs> he's it's it's kind of a take so mf doom's thing is like every rapper talks about like selling crack or being a gangster mm-hmm. and they think that the the more fucked up the thing they did makes them the cooler rapper so mm-hmm. he was like well then i'll take that a step further i'm a super villain mm-hmm. i want to kill the whole world yeah and so he'll rap about like making a doomsday device and like he's gonna blow up everyone so it doesn't matter what gang you're in you'll all die uh-huh. and that makes him ipso facto the coolest rapper uh-huh. <laughs> that's like his whole joke okay but anyway yeah the things that he does with like character work and like his character has an alter ego Mm -hmm. and then she has a he he, his character has a girlfriend but the girlfriend is cheating on him with one of his alter egos and they he puts that like in a song kind of like um so like janelle monet does this Mm -hmm. yeah where she has an alter ego and like a whole storyline that'll be referenced or sub-referenced in her songs Prince yeah. does this yeah. as well. Nicki Minaj did this mm-hmm. for a time where mm-hmm. she had five alter egos. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince's alter ego is a female alter ego named Camille, but then there's also a black evil alter ego named Spooky Electric. Yeah, Nas did that for a little mm-hmm. bit. He pitched his voice up and pretended to be, uh, he called him, he called his new artist the best female rapper of all time, but it was just him with a pitched up voice. <laughs> uh, and then what? everyone immediately figured it out. Yeah. And was like, what the, f- what are you fucking doing, man? But uh, anyway, yeah. I. Oh my God, it was like the mass Singer before the mass yeah, Singer. <laughs> but it was just Nas t- tuning his voice up. But you can, so like, I, I don't know. You can, you can both off of like technicalities, like people who can just rap and just listen to them rap and just go uh, is super great. And then people who can tell you like a whole story or a whole message like Kendrick Lamar is probably if not the best one of the best at like compacting an entire metaphors inside of a story inside of an album Mm -hmm. and like the the dissected series on spotify is great at like picking apart okay this is where the sample comes from and this is why he uses it and this is the importance to it like there's another song that they make it also might be king kunta where they take the bass line and the flow from another rapper from compton who died before he got famous and so the whole song is an homage to him and the lifestyle that Kendrick is living that and where it'll end up. Mm-hmm. So like there's all these little, you know, mm-hmm. I like the details to mm-hmm. answer your yeah. question. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I just yeah. talk forever. No, it's fine. Yeah. So what I've noticed from people we've had that talk about that it like hip hop to be a good people episode. love. People love Kendrick. People be loving Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah. He's not my favorite, but he is mm-hmm. the person that you can point to and be like, that, that, that is, that's, like, he is the person you can point to and be like, that's why hip hop is art. Mm-hmm. Like, that is why. I don't think Damn should have won the Pulitzer. I think, honestly, Good Butter. Kid, Mad City or To Pimp a Butterfly, both yeah. of which are amazing albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one, either of those, like, if you pick them apart, they're just fucking insane Mm -hmm. of how much he packs into it do you feel like you have like like what's the nerdiest thing that you have like stored in your brain or like what are some of the nerdiest things you have stored in your brain about hip-hop about hip-hop ever yeah the nerdiest thing i know about hip-hop probably that i i know the beginnings that's an interesting Uh story okay so here's my (laughs) rendition of the story of the beginning of hip-hop and it's not going to be 100 percent accurate because i haven't (laughs) i don't have this shit in front of me yeah and i haven't learned about this in, in some time but uh essentially there in new york there was a housing like a low income housing place like yeah but it's like a big ass house and everyone lives in it in these like little apartment buildings and at the bottom, they had a giant rec room that you could sign up and rent out. And so there was this kid uh, who in the 70, in 73, I want to say, 1973, he signed up 
and he would hold these parties and he did uh the first one was called the back to school bash Mm -hmm. and so in 1973 he went by dj cool herc and he would take these samples like the amen brothers drum break and these other songs that were super recognizable now and he mixed them together to give slower soul songs a more funky upbeat vibe mm-hmm. and then that's how like the the style of like breakbeat hip-hop so like the beats themselves they got started and then rapping or over the beats started uh by taking this thing from Jamaica, which was called DJing, which is not DJing with records. It's literally getting over a record and doing shout outs. Mm-hmm. So in Jamaica, they would do shout outs for like what's going on, mm-hmm. what you need to know, information of the party you are currently <laughs> at. It is literally an MC, a master uh-huh. of ceremonies. Uh-huh. Um, there was this kid that DJ Cool Herc knew that uh, is kind of like pointed at as the father of rapping Mm -hmm. and so he would take a mic and he would get up and just be like yo yo what's up uh this one goes out to my man ben with the big old dick because he would see like his friend trying to like hit on some girl and so he'd be like oh he my friend he's super rich and great or he would be like hey if you have the yellow chevrolet your car's being towed like he would play (laughs) it sounds like jokes but like literally that's what they would do so he would dj cool herc would like spin on the records and basically make breakbeat and then he would just like say whatever came to him and then eventually he would start rhyming because rhyming obviously helps you flow better yeah and then that continues and builds and hip-hop builds on top of that and hip-hop is basically three elements at the beginning which is the break beat the music rapping the art of freestyling or just saying words that rhyme over the beat and uh graffiti and b-boying basically Mm -hmm. so like those three to four things kind of contribute to all of hip-hop as a kind of uh, culture, which mm-hmm. is super dope. Mm-hmm. So I know that. Yeah. It's very dope. Do you, did you know they have his tables and his speakers at the... Smithson? Mus- oh, where? Yeah, the, the new African-American cultural history. Oh, really? They have a whole display specifically of their setup. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. trying to, for a while, turn the apartment where hip-hop was born into a museum but then everyone involved with that era of hip hop in New York was like, no, keep that low incoming housing mm. because, you know, mm-hmm. we need more than museums, places to live <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that aren't expensive, um, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, DJ Cool Herc um, kind of started hip hop and then never really, I mean, he gets credit for it, but he's not like, he's not rich, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. Yeah. And the guy who invented rapping was like, yeah, I feel like I could have been the biggest rapper if I hadn't done all that crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he got super addicted to crack for a long time. Super clean now, I think as of like 2015. So I'm hoping he's still good. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, like the people who invented hip hop, uh, they're not doing great. Yeah. They're, they're really not. Like they like there was just a fundraiser for cool Herc's like medical bills because he's like dying and he can't afford anything. Wow. Um, so I think that's kind of one of the weird things about hip hop is it's all about community sharing, sampling, reusing and repurposing. But that kind of leaves everyone broke with mm-hmm. nothing of their own at the end of it which is Mm -hmm. kind of interesting and weird Mm -hmm. and bleak Mm -hmm. um yeah so how did you come to like i mean how did you even get interested in knowing all of this stuff like this is this is beyond the music like you your knowledge goes to like your your knowledge goes past the music like how did you become interested in that i think when like i said like all of the lyrics are telling this story yeah. or uh telling the story of like what they're going through mm. um and i've always been interested in like understanding more about like what they're saying mm-hmm. or what's going on like certain things where like when i play songs for andrea for my girlfriend i have to explain what some things are yeah or like how uh, a four five is a forty five, which is a handgun, uh-huh. which is so like don't yell that in this uh, Vons right now. <laughs> like it's a cool rap lyric, but you're talking about a gun, and I'm, I look scared. That's one of my favorite J Cole lyrics: is carry four fives like change for a twenty. <laughs> I That's love so good. every time I hear that song. I'm just like, yes. But yeah, there's like so there's there's little stuff where like I didn't get it mm-hmm. not being black. Um, and so like, I would have to look into what that meant, Mm -hmm. but then there's other things where like, I didn't understand the context of a line. So I would look it up 
And then I found out that it was in reference to something that somebody else said. Yeah. And so once you start to see that pattern kind of build itself in hip hop, you kind of want to like break it down and like see all of it, like a roadmap of like where it all came from or what happened or who's talking about what. I I think it's kind of cool how that's bleeding into non specifically hip hop music Mm -hmm. like Beyonce's formation sampled in the beginning of the song first um, a web video from a local New Orleans celebrity that had been killed by the police unarmed and it was kind of like this horrible thing it never went to trial but then it also samples Big Frida Mm -hmm. Uh, things that like if you didn't know who Big Frida was and didn't recognize that voice you wouldn't know and you should because Big Frida's awesome it's a big couple years for Big Frida right now she's getting a lot of play so would you say rap is a tapestry (laughs) (laughs) yeah a rapistry a rapistry I definitely would, actually. I, uh, <laughs> as cheesy as that is, I, I do like that a lot. I mean, it really is. It all it all builds off of itself and mm-hmm. continues to grow. And uh, uh, to Paige's point, uh, I, one of my favorite things in hip hop is that uh, there's there's like the lines are so blurred now as mm-hmm. to what has to be what or what genre anything has to belong to. Like Frank Ocean's albums are starting to have this more like alternative rock influence that oh that surpasses hip-hop mm-hmm. but there's still hip-hop yeah but it's a lot of like weird r&b soul mixed with this like really reduced uh alternative style and then like people like rich brian whose new album is definitely hip-hop has elements of like i i don't even know like weird just orchestral stuff like mm-hmm. there's a there's a hip-hop song that stops midway and he brought in a full-ass orchestra to just play like this version of the beat yeah. and then they go back into he's just like yeah and also pussy yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like doja cat basically put out a disco hip-hop album yeah it's it slaps so hard yeah i mean i think what's interesting is that it sounds like what they're taking rap into new places what i thought was funny was like in the 90s where like people were trying to infuse rap into things because just to add cool factor so like and it was not good um so there was a lot of r&b songs where there were like people were rapping like i don't know if anybody knows this but i happen to know I probably the full rap to um, I Love Your Smile by Shanice. A lot of people don't realize that the extended version of that song has her rapping. And one of the raps, and I quote, is, yeah, and it's true. La-di-da, twinkly-dee, to you. (laughs) Oh, my God. No. Early rap is so bad. It's so dumb. But it was the thing that was happening in a lot of yeah. those songs. For like, sometimes what they would do is like they would literally just get to where normally like a bridge would be, and they would just rap what they just said. So like Bobby Brown would do this a lot. He was like, he just sang this, and he's just gonna say it now. Like literally what he just sang. All you people <laughs> talking. Yes. That's so great. I do remember. I was when I was a kid. I watched one of those VH1 things on uh walk this way the mm-hmm. the run dmc uh aerosmith yes yeah. yeah and that's how i found out that that song was not run dmc original like i didn't yeah, i didn't yeah, know yeah, that that yeah. was an aerosmith song <laughs> but the whole i mean you know the the story well i well i didn't know the story of the song is they were like we want to do a collaboration we're going to mm-hmm. use it as a bass so that mm-hmm. way you don't have to sample it could just be a song mm-hmm. and we think it would be a hit and run dmc was like yeah we'll just do the song and they were like well, like like tr- like make it for black audiences and they're like no nah, it fits we'll just do the song yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just rap the song and so everyone was super confused because they're like well, no it needs like different lyrics and they're like no nah, it doesn't <laughs> we'll just do walk this way <laughs> and then that's it and then they did it so that's my favorite rock song of all time I want to ask, um, like can you think of specific lines that you've broken down to 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 uh, to anybody that like they didn't get that you like you're like I've done the research <laughs> there was something recently not in a lyric but it one of my favorite things to ever point out is uh the the Pusha T Drake beef uh-huh so he they or not Pusha T sorry Meek Mill Drake beef 
uh, they start beefing over allegations of ghostwriting on a song that Drake featured on. And Meek Mill is mad because that one song is outperforming the rest of his album. Uh And so there's this kind of feeling from Drake of like, yeah, hey, you're welcome. Mm. And so Meek Mill didn't like that, called him out for having a ghostwriter. Everyone gets all upset. Drake drops Charged Up, Mm -hmm. which is a diss song. And it's a light diss song. And it's what you would think of if you heard a Drake diss song. (laughs) Like he's still simping, talking about like, yeah, and fuck you. You know, (laughs) just like really weird. And then Meek Mill does nothing. Uh And so then Drake drops Back to Back, Uh which features a person wearing a Toronto Blue Jays outfit, hitting a home run, a game-winning home run in the World Series against uh, the Philly Phillies, Uh which because Meek Mill is from Philadelphia, and it's the second diss song. So there's just like everything in the song is made to be like, hey, and fuck you. You haven't done one, here's two. And then Drake also dropped Hotline Bling Mm -hmm. and Right Hand, as a punctuation mark to be like, not only have I dropped two diss songs, but I'm going to drop Hotline Bling and Right There to show, or Right Hand to show you that I'm still working. Like, you're not even <laughs> fucking up me making money. There's also Hotline Bling, the video features multiple models that look like Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. intentionally, who was engaged to Meek Mill at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's basically just like, not only am I dropping this hit, and I probably fucked your bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> hardcore. So there's like all these little tiny things within that like thing or like everyone's favorite song was Hotline Bling when it came out. Yeah. But I, f- I feel like most people didn't realize that it was the exclamation point to Drake being like, and fuck you. Yeah. Like he dropped it early as a way to just be like, and I don't even care. Uh-huh. You're not even fucking up my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh man! Well, this is great. I I love now. I, honestly, anytime I think about rappers, I'm gonna just picture them with um, you know, just like a blanket over their lap, crocheting mm-hmm. like instead of rapping lyrics, just like you know, just crocheting that rapistry. You know, just Adding like putting a new it, square yeah, just to another the rap stitch quilt. in the yeah <laughs> with an owl. Yeah, with an owl. One's an owl, and next to it is J Cole <laughs> stitching in uh, Carrie four fives like change for a twenty. <laughs> It's one of the best lines. I it's love so that good. Line. That's so good. That's so genius. The, in that same song. I love how you guys like math. I love it. I do. I oh, like it's math. so funny. That same song also has him say, uh, I hate to get the seats of the Benz wet, but that's how good your ass is. Oh, wow. <laughs> love it. Good song. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on yeah. Black Card Rehab. Thank you for having me yeah. to just speak open-ended sentences. <laughs> Big fan. This is awesome. You guys, thank you for listening. Um, Please go online and subscribe to the show. Give us a review. Thank you for those of us, those of us, those of you who have been giving us reviews. Really appreciate it. And we'll be black next time. Uh